Hi everyone, this is Lucas Brathway for SS15 Sports Stories. You might have heard of me from the social media. This is my first actual podcast and I'm joined by John Okafor, uni rugby player. Um, soon to be bigger than that, hopefully in the Premiership one day. So here's John. Hi John, you alright? I'm good, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Um, so first of all, just tell us a bit about you, what you're doing, what you've been up to, and what your aspirations are and about your rugby. Uh, uh, thank you, Lucas. Um, so my let's start with my rugby. So I started playing rugby when I was around 14, 15. I get picked up by the junior academy at Harlequins. Do that all the way up until I'm 18. Uh, mm-hmm. I ended up getting a scholarship to Wellington College when I was 16. I was there for two years, so I did my A-levels there. And at the end of those two years, I was fortunate enough to be offered a professional contract to join the senior academy for a year. Ups ups and downs. They started off really, really good. First couple of months, do my pre-season, mm. make my first team debut in November, and things are really, really looking at a good place. Then when I was, when I was there, I did my knee, tore my knee ligament. Oh. And I was out for four months in total. Mm. And in that time period when I was out, I found out I was getting a contract renewal. Oh. So I was subsequently released. And basically, I made the choice that I'm going to try my hand at Bucks Super Rugby. I think at this yeah. time, it was the second year. And the second year of Bucks Super Rugby. And I said, you know what? Let me get a degree. If I'm... I backed myself that if I'm good enough, I should be able to go back to the Premiership. Yeah. So it was more of a case of let's get a degree, be in a situation where I was going to play every week, every Wednesday, play 80 minutes nonstop, mm. which I've been fortunate enough here at Leeds Beckett, and hopefully return to the Premiership at the end of this year. Oh, Sign a contract and uh, Prem soon come and uh, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah, Prem soon come and I'll have the chance to hopefully play for England one day, which is the ultimate goal. That's where of I aspire course. to be. Um, how, were you um, 18 when you came to uni then? So when I came to uni, I came when I was 19. So I spent a year at Harlequins okay. yeah, yeah, full-time yeah. before I got released. Right, right, right. Okay. So I came at 19. And you said you started playing rugby when you was 14 Correct, or 15? Yeah. So, so from then, from the jump, was it like, okay, cool, rugby is what I want to do. You know, I want to take that path. Or was it kind of a slow burner? Like, did you not really... Did you just get into it and kind of pick it up as it went along? So it's a weird one because I played five sports. Like rugby was my fifth sport. I've always been a sports guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I played football, basketball. I played basketball for England, 16. Mm. So I played football, wow. basketball, tennis, athletics. So rugby was the last sport I played. Mm. So I've all played those level. I've all played those sports at really good level. Like I've been at county competitions at tennis. I've represented England in basketball. Mm. I've uh, well, I was in academies when I was playing kick and ball. So I was always been a, I've always been an active individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember one time I was playing for the school football team at my secondary school, and the school just started doing rugby because the PE coach was a massive rugby fan. Mm. So when the PE coach come now, one Irish guy, Mr. Henry, Mr. Henry, won't forget him. <laughs> and uh, now big him up. I think he's in mm. Ireland now. Like, I need okay. to shout out to you on this. Um, so he's come now. He said, "John, you're playing rugby now." And I was like, "What rugby?" <laughs> my parents were my parents were head was hot. They couldn't believe it. 
they wouldn't let me go. I come now, first game comes, it was like one Tuesday, one Tuesday morning, I was like to my teacher, like, look, man, I want to play, but my, my parents won't let me play. Call my dad, PE teacher, call my dad, says, your, your son's really good, he's got talent. Like, let him play. So my dad was like, ah, right, cool. Anyways, I didn't have my boots now. Oh, man. <laughs> I, didn't have my, I didn't have my boots, didn't it? And I was yeah. like a size 10 at the time, 14. Luckily, PE teacher had a pair of size 10, one old school, um, <laughs> old school Adidas, yeah. Classico 1995 boots. Yeah. Classico, one of them, one of them ones there, give it to me. And that was really it. Scored in my first game. And that was really it. And, and from, from there, there, were you just like, rugby is the one for me? Like, and literally, yeah. It, it was, it was all, at the time, it was just rugby basketball, rugby basketball. Yeah. Then when I joined the England, when I joined the Harlequins Academy again, from there, that's where it took off. Okay. And then since then, that's just been you, like, um, tunnel vision, rugby. Yeah, man. I've, you know, I've made a lot of sacrifices because of yeah. rugby. Man. Where are your... But, um, whereabouts is so? What's your heritage? Where are your parents from? Because you said that they weren't really keen on you playing rugby at the start. Yeah, so my parents are Nigerian, so that's not a thing, man. Yeah, Even yeah. Books, you're in your books, you're studying. Okay. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you kick ball or yeah. do music. That is it. You don't yeah, do anything yeah, else. That's if you're Nothing lucky. Else. You got small talent. You kick ball, you do music. Other than that, yeah. that's really the pathway. You're studying. You're studying yeah. lawyer, doctor, banker. Yeah, yeah. So how do they do they support it now though? Like now that you started playing and you're doing well and you've been to like higher levels and yeah, yeah, man. My parents, my parents are invested. Like my dad's really invested. You know, he's he spoke he's spoken to my agent and making sure like I'm not getting screwed over. Mm. He wants to make sure I go to a good club when I leave uni. They came to varsity in my first year, mm. so. They, they're, they're in it. They're in it and they're, yeah. they're backing me. And obviously when they're seeing me progress through the ranks and doing this and, you know, getting it, like when I was 18, I got invited to England 18 camps and mm. stuff. So when they were starting to see... That you were doing well in it, they yeah, realised you was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they were backing it. Um, so just a quick question on race. Um, obviously... Nowadays, you start to see a lot more like black people playing rugby or ethnic minorities, especially in England, playing rugby. Um, do you think when you was in school, like, did you go to um, your first school, your um, primary school? Was it a state school or a private school? So my secondary school was a state school. Then okay. my when I was in like sixth form or upper and lower sixth, that was a private school. So I saw the the, the big big differences. Yeah, because I know a lot of people that. Well, like when I was at school, I went to a state school and I played rugby. I know I got no rugby at um, uh, at my school. And then when you but in private schools, they tend to play a lot more rugby and stuff. Um, yeah. But nowadays, like I was saying, you you were seeing more ethnic minorities being represented in the Premiership and stuff like that. Obviously, there's still some areas lacking. But did you ever um, experience any differences, like when you were coming through the ranks and starting to play a bit more rugby, or not really? I think the differences in for rugby, like racially, I think for me, it's it's not like like out and out racism. No, like, of course not. Yeah. Like we've got to we've got to remember what we're talking about. Yeah, it's not cold-hearted racism, mm. but rugby definitely has a race issue because they definitely tend to 
pigeonhole players like into certain positions. Yeah, yeah. Just naturally, I'll yeah. use the NFL for example. It's not really until the last three, four years you start seeing black quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you look at rugby. Rugby got the same has got the same issue mm. where you. I've never seen a black ten. No, yeah, yeah. Like there's not, there's not many. There's like, um, you know, Paolo Adogbu. Yeah, there's a, he did an interview of I think it was Rugby Pass, and there's not a single black scrum half in the Premiership. Yeah, and I've got an interview with Floyd Stedman. Have you heard of Floyd Stedman? Yeah, um, he used to play for Saracens, and since he played for Saracens in the 1980s, 1990s, there hasn't been a single black scrum half in the Premiership since then. He's the only one, so it just kind of shows that we're a bit well underrepresented, and you know, exactly, no, yeah. exactly, no, exactly that because. With the whole race thing now, for me, it's definitely a case of they put in players into certain positions. So, like, a uh, wing, proper lock. Um, yeah. But, like, any t- positions where... The powerful. Powerful, where yeah, is, you powerful know, positions. Yeah, it's not it's necessarily not the like, game game change in, like, tactical positions. Yeah. I yeah. think it's the, it's, the, it's the funny old saying, like, a lot of black and ethnic ethnically minority players get praised on pace and power all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. I, I PMP, that's all I've been known, pace yeah, and yeah. power. You're a big yeah. guy, you've got pace, you've got power. But you, mm. I've never been credited. I've, I think I can count a handful of times I'd be credited, credited in terms of, oh, you're actually a really smart rugby player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand this. Mm. And, you know, it's only because of, like, my position. I, I'm, like, I tell people I call the lineups. You know, oh yeah, so you know you have got proper brain. Like, of course, like yeah. I'm invested in this sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same way you are. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of pace and power chat, and it is mm. it, it, it is it is stem the racism. Let's not let's not. It's kind of like it goes down like stereotypes and not being educated in these certain things that exactly everyone's capable of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that, that's another thing that Floyd said. Um, he was speaking about it, and he said that it's not really that people are being directly racist. It's more that they just don't associate because you don't see these things. You don't see many, like you said, you don't see many black tens. You don't see many black scrum halves. So you don't associate black players with those positions. And then when that happens, it's like a vicious cycle. It goes round and round and round, and you just keep, like you said, pigeonholing people. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's kind of the path that is ended up going down but it's good to see that like people like you progressing through even though you picked up at a younger age I mean a bit of older age 14 15 you're still progressing through the the ranks and representing people and then there's going to be people after you that are going to look at you and go I want to be like John when I play rugby because I can see a black man in that position I've never played him before or in a sport I've never played him before like you said your Nigerian parents and stuff you know what I mean yeah definitely do you ever have you ever been back to Nigeria to play rugby or anything like that so, no, I've never been back. I feel over here we do like Nigerian exiles, and okay. you look at it, and there's just so many Nigerian players playing in here in diaspora. And you look at Maro, he's Nigerian, yeah, Andy yeah. Watson's got Nigerian heritage, yeah. Um, couple players at um, at Wasp with Nigerian heritage, Saracens have a load of Nigerian that. We're, we're littered, we're, we're all yeah. over the place and we're playing at very, very high levels mm. where, you know, if push came to shove, we put a 15 together, 
you're looking at, you're looking at it like, oh, that's actually quite a good team, actually. Yeah, yeah. That team, you know, can 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 do bits. Definitely. Sort of thing. So it's there. It's more of a case of the right infrastructure and institutions need to be mm. put in place to get the game out there. Because it, it, I feel like if rugby is one of them sports that it, it, it needs to grow, it needs to expand, yeah. and it, it needs to be given the opportunity to grow in new regions. Because I definitely one of the best things about rugby, which few sports offer, is that there's a place for all body types, yeah. all shapes, all Definitely. sizes, Definitely. quick players, slow players, tall players, short players. Short players You're all yeah. on the same team. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you look at, you take for football, for example, there's one shape, one yeah. generic, you know, everyone's roughly. You might get the same. odd outlier, but most of them are. Yeah, you get one or two outliers, but they yeah. all consistently look the same physically. Yeah. yeah. But you look at rugby, I'm 6'6. I'm six, six, yeah. And I'm on the same pitch of a man who's five eight. Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know. Exactly, exactly. Do you think it's ever something you'd want to do? Go back to Nigeria and kind of take it over there, or just you know be be around and play rugby around there? Or... You know something? As as I've got when I when I was younger, it was never something I was ever really conscious about. Yeah. However, now I'm becoming more aware of myself, my heritage, who I am. Yeah. I'd love to do something like that. I'd love to go back, create something and create some sort of, you know, the right institutions, right funding, right infrastructure, create a sort of pathway for lads to come over and come to Europe, for example. Yeah. Not necessarily like, you know, that going into like the Prem or what it's going to take decades of work. Yeah. But playing in a good league in Europe and getting you know, some exposure like, to the sport, well. to, you know, playing playing in I mean, France, Spain do have a competitive league, Germany yeah. have a competitive league, yeah. and create something where you know you can make a decent career and like create a nice national side, like a yeah. good competitive national side that maybe one day in my lifetime Nigeria will go to a World Cup. Yeah, that would be amazing. Do you can you can you see? Like, do you feel like rugby, you, obviously you're quite involved in like the industry side of things now as well with your, like, you know, you've got your following and stuff with Rugby Pass as well. Um, can you see like the sport kind of changing and growing into that, like how, how you've just pitched, how you just put it to me, like it's kind of growing outside of the generic European countries going to face like Spain and those people coming over from other countries and playing. Can I you see it kind of growing in that way? For me, rugby has to do, has a lot of work to get to get to those sort of levels, I, you know, rugby and NFL have a lot of parallels. And I look yeah. at like the NFL and they they get it really, they've got it right in terms of it's a sport played in one country, but millions of people outside it are invested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like millions, like like I'm invested in the NFL, but I'll never play, I'll never play yeah. American football ever yeah. in my life. You yeah. know, and I'd go and I'd watch the game and stuff, and you know they come over here and play, yeah. and they play games. So rugby needs to look at it like the marketing model the NFL taking, and say you have to accept rugby's not football. No, yeah, like, exactly. Football is its own beast. Yeah, definitely. And it, football just markets itself because it's football. Mm. Rugby needs to say, okay, what can we do better to create a game that is better for all people? all races, 
genders, um, um, body types, whatever, and like stuff like like so I like it's gonna this is gonna sound real controversial, but sometimes I feel like the like rugby's values hamper its markability, mm. stuff like. Some people don't want to wear ones, you know. Some yeah, 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 yeah. Chino shirt and tie. Yeah, and brown shoes. Yeah, like, yeah, that's uncomfortable for them. Yeah, they, and they don't like it. Mm. You know, some people be comfortable in a nice little tracky or want to wear a little drip or something. Yeah. That's their personality. Something different, yeah. Something different, but personality. And the personality can't really come out in the the culture exactly. you get. I guess it kind of depends where you are. Like if you're in. If you was playing rugby, like I know in the Caribbean, if you're playing rugby in the Caribbean, it's probably going to be different. But over here, you have that culture of dress very smart after the game, and everyone does the same thing, and it's a yeah, everyone does the same thing and type of thing. Yeah, you, you know the, the the like the culture in like the big rugby nations, France. I can't speak for France, but like here in Britain, mm. is very like it, it's very stifling if you're mm. trying to grow it in urban communities or you're gonna mm. try to grow it in like continental africa it's, yeah. it's a hard thing to sell over there because it's just it's just not it's, the same it's just different yeah it's different like there's the sport and then there's the culture behind it type of thing and exactly. it depends and, then, yeah, I understand and the culture behind the sport is very stifling like mm. i always think about it like something like nfl players have their names on the back of their shirt yeah have your name on the back of a shirt just if you see a player you just play well or you like well, no, you can see their name, boom, 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 Instagram follow, you're following them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So f- football does it, NFL does it, basketball does it. And I really, I never really understood why rugby hasn't caught on to that because mm. it just means the players just become a bit more personal and relatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And without it, it's almost, they're just a player on the pitch and you watch yeah. the game and then that's, it's done. That's it. And you go, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, Just the last question from me. On sport as a whole, would you say that like the person you are now, you've obviously come through a lot of stages in rugby, but also you've been through a lot of sports. Would you say that sport is something that defines you, or would you say that you get these um, traits of getting going through stages and kind of push persevering from other situations, or would you say that sport is the one that kind of? I think neither of them are mutually exclusive. I think going through life is like made me resilient in sport and sport has made me resilient in life they they work hand in hand yeah but definitely with all the sports I've done and especially like the level of going with rugby and I'm aiming to go like uh, you learn like you you learn sacrifices you you sacrifice a lot of things yeah you know like uh, because I was like so focused on my rugby cost me my first relationship and stuff because like I was like I don't want to go out I don't want to party yeah, I need yeah. to stay sort of thing so you're dedicated to the I'm dedicated and it, yeah. it's it's hard for some people to understand why you you're like that kind yeah. of focused yeah and you know you and you you got to persevere through it and you, you 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 know the grind don't stop as the cliche goes yeah and resilience you know injuries like getting getting released getting released at 19 was heartbreaking. Yeah, man. Heartbreaking, I can man. imagine. I was, I was a 19-year-old kid, man, yeah. barely far out of school. I'm injured. I'm in a knee brace. Um, I'm getting released. And, mm. yeah, mentally, those that month, two months, where I didn't know if I was ever, if I was going to be able to get something, you know, credit to my agent, he managed to get me a scholarship up here and 
it's gone really, really well. My time in Leeds, and hopefully I'll be able to kick on and move move up to play at higher level. But like you learn, you learn about yourself. There are a lot of dark yeah. days, man. And you know your men, you, you, your mental, your mental health takes toll, man. Because yeah, but well, you kind of you have to persevere through it, though, don't you? Like you just have to of push course. through it. Yeah. You just got to remember why you're doing it because uh, you don't want your sacrifices to be in vain. You know, it's quite literally blood, sweat and tears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially with a sport like rugby, where you're getting bashed yeah, around all the time. blood, sweat yeah. and tears. Well, it's good to hear that you're just, you know, sticking to it. And hopefully, like you said, one day you'll be in the Premiership, the end of the season, maybe, coming seasons. Come in it, and it'll be worth it. It'll be worth all of the... the Hard work and the dedication. <laughs> but like, thank you for coming on, though. It's been interesting. I think people can take a lot from it. Like, they'll obviously, your, your story is different to a lot of other rugby players. A lot of other rugby players have come through a private school background and their parents probably pushed them into it rather than the other way around. Um, yeah. So it'll be good to see you representing the people that are coming from a similar situation who want to yeah. get there and kind of have, haven't got the role model at the moment. Do you know what I mean? So credit to you for that. No, love, man. Thank you very much. I'm just trying to do my thing the best yeah. way, man. You know, you, you, can, you can only just be you at the end of the day. Exactly, you exactly. You can't live another person's movie. You just have to be you. Definitely. I done. like that one. Can't live another person's movie. Yeah, you That's can't. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on, though. Thank you, man. Um, everyone, it's been Lucas and John Okafor. I hope you enjoyed it. Give it a good listen. Give us some reviews on Twitter and on Instagram. And we'll be back next week with another SS15. Thank you, John. Thank you. Cheers.